There's mummies and dummies and ghosts that bark. <laughs> There's goblins and ghoulies that wait in the dark. Christmas, you filthy animal. If you wish to wait your pants with fright. <laughs> Listen to Gaxi on Goosebumps tonight. I'm gonna come. Ho ho my bros, and welcome to Gatsy on Goosebumps, the only show in which I read and review every single Goosebumps book from R.L. Stein's original series. I am jolly old Saint Gats, and joining me as always for this super spooky Christmas episode is none other than Chief Warden of the North Pole, Sam Rogerson. How are you, Sam? Merry... Place beneath the Christmas tree for you today is our first venture outside the Gooseverse as we discuss R.L. Stein's Silent Night, first published in 1991 as part of the Fear Street Super Chiller series. So, uh, rolls off the tongue really well. So, you can uh, uh, stuff your stockings with Scare and uh, uh, tie up Rudolph the Red Nose Pain Deer and. Uh, uh, deck my balls. Oh, look, I'm sorry. I can't do this. I'm sorry. I didn't actually want to discuss this um, while recording, but as Sam will know, the truth is uh, this show is in trouble. Um, as you may know, this podcast is produced by uh, Mr. Henderson. That's your uncle, Sam. Yeah. Mm. And um, as part of Henderson Entertainment, which we recently found out uh, was a subsidiary of Equinox Petrochemical Solutions, uh, providing petrochemical certainty in an uncertain time. Well, it turns out that the higher-ups at Equinox haven't actually been very satisfied with the content of uh, Gatsy on Goosebumps since it rebooted, and it was actually Mr. It was actually Sam's uncle, it was Mr. Henderson, that was uh, fighting to keep the show running. So you can imagine how distressed we were earlier this week to hear that Mr. Henderson had and been arrested by the Australian Federal Police in relation to a series of crimes committed in Melbourne in the late 1990s. And, we like, obviously we can't comment on any ongoing police matters, but um, to quote Mr Henderson in the voicemail he left us while calling from a Supermax correctional facility, it's some real underbelly shit. And, um, look, that's it, really. Um, that's, that's the end, pretty much. Without Mr Henderson... To vouch for us, the simple matter is this podcast doesn't have a future. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gutted. And that's, and look, that's to say nothing about Sam. You must be absolutely devastated about this stuff with your uncle. Yeah, I just think he's up to some of his old tricks, honestly. Um, you know, what do they say? Um, you know, spilt milk once, shame on you. Um, and I think as we'll see when the court case comes out, that he's paid enough of the people there um, okay, well, don't, to... to don't mention it. Well, okay. But the point is that a couple of Mavericks like us, there's a... Well, there's nothing left for us to do but uh, just provide quality radio content and we'll we'll continue to do that. Well, no. No, we won't. We'll really. continue to do that. Ah. Well, this one's going to be a good one, though. We're going to go out with a bang and um, I think everyone will agree that it's going to be on par with the other ones. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah, you're right, look, it may be the end, but we can probably still go out with a, yeah, with a good episode, so let's put that behind us, and let's, let's discuss, um, 
Fear Street Super Chiller Silent Night by R.L. Stein in 1991. So this is actually the first non-Goosebumps book we've read. So, you know, a very interesting experience for me to sort of uh, see some of his other work at long last. Did you read this one digitally, Sam? Yes, I did. I got the um, Google Books edition, which, um, you know me, I've got quite a few bugbears, quite a few bees in my bonnets, quite a few... uh, Quite a few sausages down my slacks. Okay, I'm not sure if all of those are completely... Um, But this is the first in a trilogy. Yeah. Yet on Google Books, number two has the same cover as number one. That is true. That is true. Come on, Zuckerberg. Yeah, well, yeah. I I, I was confused by that as well. I was also quite annoyed that Silent Night 2 and Silent Night 3 were cheaper cheaper than Silent Night 1. Cheeky fuckers. They're like, let's get them in. And then then Uh, they... You buy a bundle... Mm, yeah, I know. I wasn't committed enough to buy the bundle. I, I, I know. I, I didn't. I don't really get what's happening on the front cover. So we've got our main protagonist. Is she behind a mirror or is she behind a window? I think she's trapped in a mirror. Okay, which doesn't happen in the. No, famously, in, doesn't happen in the book. No. Um, and there's. Is that a Christmas tree? Or is that a, a wreath? It's a wreath. We've got a girl, the pro- main protagonist. She's looking quite scared. From what I saw, following other R.L. Stein heads on Instagram. This is a pretty popular one to read around Christmas. A few people were sort of reviewing this. Um, I wish I knew that before I decided to review it as well. May I I add, welcome to Scary Town. You may. Population Fear Street. Population Us. Down Fear Street Road. You know that song, Old Town Road? What if you did a parody of that called... Fear Street. Well, unfortunately, that won't be happening any time in the future. I can't imagine Equinox signing off for Little that. Little NASCAR X, Ray, Cyrus. So what did you, what did you, <laughs> So um yeah, this is a very popular sort of R.L. Stein Christmas classic, which is why we you know we we, we set her on it. Sam, what's the tagline on the front cover we've got there? I hate this tagline. Okay, what is it? Happy holidays. You're dead. That's not. An expression that they're parodying. No, like, 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 I was worried there was something like, you know, happy holidays, you filthy animal. Mm. Is that is that is that from Home Alone? Is that, is that what he says? Yeah, uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Ah, okay. So you can't even say Merry Christmas anymore. Can we get a blurb up on that one? It hasn't about the author. Well, you know about the author. What's his name? <laughs> about the book? That would be the blurb yeah, up, there, wouldn't it? Yeah, sure. Do you want me to read it? Please. Reva De- Reva Delby. Maybe. Avia Delby. <laughs> it's a bit of French. Reva Delby promised to be nicer after last year's horrors. I think you're reading Silent Night 2. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. How do I go back? You've already spoiled that there's going to be horrors in this book. Oh, fuck, I've lost it. Oh. No, I can't, maybe I this, can't find Maybe it. this podcast <laughs> was never meant to survive. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's just something like this. All through the town... On Christmas night, hardly a word, not even a flight. A moth's Christmas wings. <laughs> Presents, he does bring. Murder is in them all. And that's not all. I mean, look, not bad. I mean, it is bad, but, like, it's fitting. Did you want to... Sorry, did you want to... No, it's to put me papers on you. It's our else's on. <laughs> okay, well, look, seeing as we can't access the blurb, this is why I don't deal with digital books, all right? I've, I've said that for years. I say it's a fad. It's going to go away. This whole internet, internet thing yep, exactly is going right. to blow over. Yep. 
If it wasn't for Welcome to Scary Town, they would have nuked the thing year, years ago, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> let's let's talk about the plot. We've got this girl, Reva. A very interesting name. Have you heard that name before? No. It made me think of both the name and the appearance-wise. It made me think of Reba, the American country western singer. Um, she was in... Little NASCAR X. <laughs> Little NASCAR X-Ray Billy Cyrus. X Billy Ray Cyrus. Sorry. No, X Ray. X Ray Billy. Billy. Oh, yeah. X Billy Ray Cyrus. Little yeah. NASCAR X Billy Ray Cyrus. Little NASCAR X Ray Romano. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Sorry, we got there. Okay. Now we can go ahead. Yeah, okay. Um, so Reva, <laughs> she is. You ever see. What's that movie with. The He Man Woman Haters Club? The He Man. Little Rascals. Woman. Yeah. Alfalfa. Yeah. Not a NASCAR, but the boxcar race at the end. Mm. The woman who gives them the trophy? Whoopi Gold. No, it's not Whoopi Goldberg. Reba. But Whoopi Goldberg. I didn't know that. That's re- that's the Reba I'm trying to reference. Okay. So she was in that movie about boxcars, which ties into the theme of this book, which includes Little Nazcar X. No. So. Sorry. What the <laughs> fuck has that got to do with Silent Night? Can I just ask? Do you ask me about Reba? No, no I didn't. <laughs> You asked me I didn't that. ask you about said, her yeah. fucking filmography. No, no, no. No, I'm just saying her name, Reva, yep. reminds me of Reva. All right. So, Reva, don't know what it's short for. She's got red hair. Mm-hmm. And her last name is Delby. Mm. Does Del- that remind you of any country western singers? It reminds me of Dolby Digital. Dolby Sound. Dolby. Is there something there? Dolby got a sock from his little master. So, to answer your question. <laughs> so, to answer your question. <laughs> Her name is Reva, and it's an interesting name. Okay, yeah, so it follows Reva, and uh, she is working at her dad's mall. Her dad's a big businessman, he owns lots of department stores. Hey, I'm selling things over here. Quite, and um, essentially this Reva is is, is a bad egg. Um, Mm. She mistreats a lot of people in her life, and... Pretty soon, bad things start to happen to her. There are acts of revenge. And I, for one, couldn't be more happy about it. So, like, first it starts with, like, a needle in her lipstick so her lip bleeds. Then someone sends her a bottle of cologne but it's actually got, like, blood in it. And then someone sends a mannequin to her in a box. One of her co-workers gets murdered. To, to earn all these things, though, she is nasty to people. Well, that's it. She is... What did you think of the Reva character? So the first thing I could think of is... You know how in Always Sunny, mm. the people in that show are, like, despicable mm. and they're bad people? Mm. And that's what makes all their comeuppance so much funnier, mm. is that, like, they're horrible people and that's why we laugh at them. Mm. I feel like they made her a horrible person yep. by doing the most cartoon character bad. I was surprised she didn't kick a dog mm. or something like that. And then they make you hate her so obviously and then bad things happen to her. And I felt no sense of like, oh God, poor mm. thing. What is? I'm sure that was part of the intent. I think it was. I think it was when she finally learns her lesson. You're like, oh, she's come good. But like, mean for the sake of being mean. Yes. And they also introduced the fact that like her mother's died and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, you know, that way you can definitely into her like making some questionable decisions. Mm. But she's mean for sport. She's mean for fun. Yes. Yeah, it's not like she even gets anything out of it except enjoyment yes. out of seeing other yes. people upset. She and it's, and it's not like she does things like off the cuff that's like, oh, she made a bad choice there. Yeah. It's, she's actively thinking about how she can make this guy upset by yeah. breaking out with him and then cackles while doing it and then drives away smiling like a sociopath. 
that is the word for it. Like you, you get the sort of the the cliche like mean girl in I don't know sitcoms or like cartoons. Yeah. This goes one step beyond. Like yes. she doesn't get anything out of the hurting people except, as I said, just the enjoyment of hurting people, which is psychotic. Yeah, and you just get like the monologue of her being like. That was a good one. I yeah. really showed him. And it's like, you're by yourself. No one saw this. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. It's not like she's doing it. Like, if she had like pushed a, another pretty girl over to make herself look stronger or better, you understand that she's trying to leverage herself above others. Yep. But all these things take place almost unanimously in private with the other person. Yes, exactly. Which is like, she's not showing off. She's no. It's just for a, a sense of enjoyment she gets. Like, like, you know, let's talk through some of them. She... She breaks up with her boyfriend because he thinks it's going well, so he wants to, like, surprise him by, like, breaking up with him. Like, she breaks up a guy who has this relationship with this really nice girl. But she purposely hires them to work at her work. Yeah. And puts them on other sides of the store so yep. they can't work together. And then intentionally kisses him in a place that hopefully his girlfriend will walk past and he, see. His dick. And then once he does break up with her to get with Reva, she's like, nah, Sorry. lol. She says, um, thank you, next. Big girl boss energy. I hate to see a girl boss winning in this case. She hires, essentially all all the people she goes to school with want holiday jobs at her father's department store. So she does hire them, except the one who really wants it, her cousin. And she's like, nah, you can't get it. There are no jobs. And and again, like all the jobs are like monkeys, poor curling. Like one of them wants to work in the business world, but she doesn't tell him that she's secretly hired him to be the Christmas, the, to be Santa because yeah, he's fat. Because he's fat, which she finds very enjoyable. Yeah, which is like, and she's like, yeah, it's 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 funny to her. That they're like the human playthings to her. Yes. And when they all blow up in front of her face, she's like, ha awesome. And almost instantaneously is just on to the next one. I know. She doesn't like revel in it. She's like, ha cool. Anyway. Another person, you know, gets a job and she tells her it's going to be like at the perfume counter or something. So, wear something really nice and yeah. she's going to the stock room to like st- stack shelves unnecessarily mean but also like what's her long you can tell that she's like a psychopath because mm. like what's the long play there after after the next day she's going to be wearing the correct clothing working yeah. in the supply room you've made fun of her and now what it's not like uh, as with that that cliche mean girl in, in sitcoms and cartoons it's usually to when she's being mean, is to increase her status or her popularity. This doesn't make you popular because these are your peers. Like, yes. you're not just picking on one person so everyone else thinks you're good. You're, you're, you're screwing over everybody. Yes. And that's and, when, like, even at the start, when, like, the lady's like, oh, can you help? And she just so, he just ignores her. Yeah. And like, he's like, no. And then it's like, actively doesn't acknowledge that the woman's there while she's talking to her and being upset. It, that, that's funny for, like, I'm <laughs> just kidding. All right, I'll go and do it. But she just never does it. Mm. And the woman just, like, stares at her like, what the fuck? Yeah. He made Reva too, he made e- Reva evil beyond redemption, essentially. Yes. Yes. And there is a redemption when these bad things start to happen. And I think it's positioned to be like, well, anyone could be trying to screw her over with these things because she's pissed off so many people. Yes. Um, you don't know who it is because everyone hates her. But there is this sort of this, you know, redemption moment where she reveals that, you know, it's because her mum died and... But that, that doesn't really make yeah, sense. Like, because other people have had bad things happen to them like, and they don't do this That might them. make you like shut off and like yes. not... But it wouldn't make you engage and with people for the sole reason of hurting them. He tries to do that by being like, I've never felt like... I, I never let myself feel this way. I never cry. And it's like, okay, that's that's understandable. But why did you purposefully attack your... Send your dog to attack that boy? Yeah. That wasn't because... That's not because you can't feel love to other people. Breaking up with someone because they're getting close to you might be a repercussion of that. But then sticking your dog on them 
and then cackling at the door is some like is is like some Cruella Deville shit. What's the what's the thing I have? Stein me a line. Oh, Stein, drop me a line. Stein, drop me a line. Just insert that stinger here. Um, three, two, one. Stein, drop me a line. Drop me a line. <laughs> <laughs> this would have worked so much better in my version, mm. where these people bully her at school all the time. Mm. But the way she can get back is that because her dad, her dad owns the store, they need to get a job mm. from her so she can have the power play of like, huh, well, guess what? Now that you work for me, I'm going to make your life difficult. We get a lot of references to violent men in this. A lot of men grabbing her arm. Yes. And like, like Hank, they always try Yeah. To, I'm like, is he meant to be like, they, Carl Stein's they, getting some weird, he's jerking off to some weird thing on this one. Can we rephrase that? He's tugging on some weird heartstrings <laughs> on this one. So I, doing some weird. So shit. that was weird because obviously, if there's if there's a a man, a boy who's like, you know, being aggressive or being strong and grabbing you, your instinct is to sympathise with the person he's doing that to. Obviously, but if that mm. person has just been shown to be really nasty for the sake of it, he's either playing some 4D chess and being like, so, who's the real... He's, got, he's, on, he's on his Joker shit. Who's gonna, like, who do you cancel out of this scenario? Yeah, yeah. Twitter's divided. He's either doing that or he's he's sort of forgotten that the audience needs to sympathise with, with someone. With, with yeah, someone. I don't know what I mean, because you're like, well, this guy's a piece of shit because he's yeah. manhandling this woman. But again, you, you're never really given a clear side of who you're meant to be backing in that fight. Sort of halfway through, we get this sort of subplot involving three people trying to rob the store essentially the store yeah. where all these people work out one of them is uh, Reva's cousin Pam. Pam yes and sort of her two friends. deadbeat friends yeah. one of whom is also a really violent and angry guy as well Yes. Um, is it Mickey who's the really violent and angry Clay. One? Clay is the He's really violent. He's on has the gun and stuff in a, a seemingly unrelated first B plot yeah they steal a car or something, or the cops are chasing them. Yeah, they, the cops chase them because they steal speeding. a convenience store. Remember? Yeah, yeah he stole something from a convenience store. Yeah. Also, the whole time Pam will reference her boyfriend. Um, what's his name? Um, oh, he's got uh, a nickname. Yeah. Um, Foxy. Foxy. His nickname is Foxy. Yeah, and how like he wouldn't have liked this stuff because yeah. he's a very good dude. And and we don't Foxy. think we know who Foxy is. No, which in the end just confused the fuck out of me because when it's confirmed that. Foxy is actually one Alan? of the people who got the his name job. Alan? I can't remember which He's one the it is. Santa guy. Yep. Um, who's eventually arrested. I was like, you've made this needlessly complicated. There are too many characters. Yes. I was like, uh, who's Mickey? Yeah. And is, is Mickey's dad the one that was fired? Yeah, I think Mickey's dad was the one who's fired. And, Fuck and is me. Mickey the one who ends up getting killed? Yeah. So, like. By it, his dad's friend or it something? It sort of does. No, Mitch. That's Mitch. Yeah, there's Mitch and Mickey. Fucking hell. That's sort of the main ploys who's trying to fuck with um, Reva. But then you've got this bank rob, not bank robbery, this store robbery yes. subplot. And also this. Which, and that store robbery plot hinges on the fact that Reva's dad fired this guy's dad. Yep. And he's now an alcoholic. And it's yep. like, well, we're going to get ours. Pam hates Reva because she's mean to her. Because she didn't give her a job, even though she gave yep. everyone else and a job. And there's always been distance that her mum died. Yep. And Mickey's upset because Reva's dad fired his dad. Yep. And Clay seems, he's the just, wild card yeah, guy. He's the guy that's like just happy he, to be in chaos. He's the guy who stole from the convenience store previously. Yes. So he's so just, he's, yeah. But I don't think that really relates too much. I mean, obviously, it's the same department store. You could have cut that, and I wouldn't have got anything. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have lost any. Like, I, it felt surplus. Because then that that dovetails into sort of the blackmail plot, where someone sees Pam and the other yeah. two steal, and they're blackmailing. There's too many moving pieces for 
Uh, Who's on the phone blackmailing people? Is it meant I to be Foxy? No, it's not for because it turns out to be one of the people working at the store who saw it. But I, again, too many characters. I can't remember which one is which. Because Foxy does end up also. Foxy's the one that's trying to scare Reva the whole time. Yes, to get back on it on behalf of, of Pam. Pam. But yes. Foxy isn't the one who killed Mitch no, and that was, stuffed that, him that in a crate. That was the security guard. That was the security guard. Mickey's who, dad. Yes, who yeah. got fired and then came back to rob the place yeah. while the other three were yeah. robbing it. And because that Mickey guy. He helped convince Clay to do it, yep. so that he could come in. It was a double bluff. Yep. It was like Clay come in with Pam. Yep. He goes in and steals stuff. What he didn't realize was was that his son Mickey was going to be in there. Yep. So he freaked out. Saw the other security guard pull a gun on those kids and shot the shot them, thinking he was going to be helping out. Yeah. So. That's the reason why he had to kill Mitch. Was that Mitch saw? That's right. You're doing a better escape. job of remembering all the details than yeah. I am. Yeah. Um, but 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 the fact is, that I read it this morning. Yeah. And I still struggled. One, the characters' names are all too similar. Like yep. Mickey, Mitch, Mitch, and, and Mr. Foxy's, Foxy's two people. Yeah. And then also that the concept of like the double bluff. They're doing double bluffs on a plot that didn't need to be there, and it's also just confusing to begin with. That's right. I think if if the whole thing was about, about Reba getting blackmailed. Yes. Yes. Yep. Or this store robbery that goes wrong and then well, she's that's, there. that's the whole plot. Like, yes. again, these are, this is sort of two two plot stories. They do sort of come together at the end and you're sort of like, because when, when Mitch turns up dead, your initial reaction is to think, oh, that's part of fucking with... Yeah, because she kissed him. Like, oh, yeah. someone's trying to get to the people closest to her. But actually, I think it was, I guess it was kind of unrelated. That was, you know, the whole robbery thing is mostly unrelated to Reva's character arc. Yes, yes. It does, it does get tied in, but I think it's just unnecessary how much they cram in with the blackmail and the robbery and, yeah. the, and the, you know, following Pam and Mickey and Clay as well as Reva. Yeah. It's a bit too much going on there. Having read Goosebumps... I was going to say, like, are you going to say, like, is it refreshing having characters be exposed to more like, violence and more I think horror so. stuff? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it is more refreshing. It, I, I just wished they were a bit more earnest, like the Goosebumps characters. Like, mm. like... Again, because she's so evil, you don't really care if she dies. Mm. So it wasn't like when she's when she's scared, I'm not going, oh, I hope she's all right. Mm. If Pam was the main character, I'd be yeah. like, 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 I would yes. worry about Pam's safety. Yeah. But with Reva, I'm like, well, you keep upsetting people who are very desperate. Mm. It's be unsurprising if one of them did some fucked up shit. Yeah, Pam's an example of probably who the whole story should have been centered around because yes. she is this girl you do sympathize with. Even when she does bad things like rob a store, you're like, okay, I totally understand yep. where you're coming from. You don't get that same sense of understanding with Reva. No, yeah. And also, Pam always seems like she's an accomplice to things, not always by choice. Mm. She's like peer pressure to kind of go along with yeah. things, whereas Reva is like the instigator of all her problems. Again, and for, for no other reason than just causing trouble for yeah, the sake of which, again, I, I see what he's doing, but it just seemed bad writing to be like, and you hate her because she is bad. Yeah. Here are some bad things a bad person would do. Yeah. And then she does them all. And you're like, wow, yep, she sure is bad. Yeah. And, and said, then she's like, I'm, I'm bad because my mum died. You're like, well, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, this first two thirds of the book is her as being awful. Mm. So when you find out that her mum dies and stuff, you're kind of like... Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, it's... like Pam had a hard life too in the book. Yeah, Pam was a lot more believable, I think. Yes, than, yes. Than Reva. And, and if Pam, like, if Pam had robbed the store because her life's been hard, you go, oh, that, that's understandable. Someone who's gone through a rough time would would go to a desperate um, level of action. I do think. It, it was good you know the, the violence is there but it's not it's not I guess gratuitous it says you know you see Mickey with a knife in his back or something and someone yeah sort of gets and shot. the body fall up in a box yeah it's, 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 it's provocative but it doesn't make you you know I like, don't think cower. that's I, I like this wouldn't be come on kids these days 
they're watching fucking Fortnites and Pornhubs twenty four seven. Like, th- like this is totally suitable for like a ten year old kid. Like, like kids playing Five Nights at Freddy's know what yes. murder is. Like, yes. maybe I don't know. Maybe in the nineties it was different, but this I, I don't say, think I, would be inappropriate for the Goosebumps yeah, age level. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I almost wish there was this level of like gore and detail mm. with the supernatural far fetched Goosebumps stories. Yeah, the, the reality of it all is kind of like. I don't care for the fact that it's in a shopping mall with normal people. Mm. I want the out there wacky thing, but but more with the da- present danger. Yes, yeah, and I think that is something that is. Look, these are definitely aimed at a at a higher yeah. level, but that is the problem with some of the Goosebumps books. You're like, there's this big scary thing. You're like, okay, so what what threat do you pose? Like, what what are you gonna? Yes, like if, if some of those monsters in Goosebumps, if they had have killed people, I'd be way more invested yeah. in that story. Um, yeah, I also feel like. I read Goosebumps when I was eight, mm. a lot, and this is something I would read when I was like thirteen or fourteen. Mm, mm, mm. Like that's like the rough thing, isn't it? Mm. Like this is for teenagers mm. who are who probably can't go and see M fifteen movies, yeah. but are on that cusp. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I yeah, I think think of, but again, even for like these days, like come on, it, it reminded me of like a Law and Order episode. Okay. Yes. Like there's been a murder, you see that someone's been murdered, but the you know as as, as a teenager you're kind of like okay, well murder's scary, but like watching them try and find the killer is the really is the, actually it's, it's the, the exciting thriller. part that's the thriller yeah. and the exciting part whereas in Goosebumps there's never much of a revelation in terms of like outcome of like no. someone getting hurt or killed or no where the risks are sort of tangible no and that, what did you think of uh, I guess the, the mild salaciousness of you know Reva being a bit seductive did you think that was that was suitable oh yeah like how he tries he, he used the word sexy a lot yeah he? like he, he she put on her sexiest voice yeah and, and smiled sexily yeah you know, I, I was kind of like sure it was a better way to, to explain but again if he's writing that play audience of someone who is yeah, an early teen or a mid-teen, I guess that's fine. But 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 personally, like when I read it, I was like, why is he trying to make these things? It's, it very much read to me like, this is what a man thinks a woman could be sexy. Okay, as. okay. Like, do you mean like like? I don't think many women would be like, I'm gonna do this sexy thing. Sexually, yeah. yeah do you know I mean like that's kind of a, again that could just be that it's 2021 and that's the the hindsight we have of knowing that. Oh, you know, this this book is written by a forty-year-old man, or whatever it is. So he's, of course, he's not going to be in touch with yeah, that actual, yeah. you know, psyche. Final thoughts. What did, what did you make of the book? I just, I didn't like it. I really, I you know what? I really didn't like it. Mm. In a way that, like, there's been some of the Goosebumps Bumps books I haven't liked, but it's still so breezy mm. and kind of like almost twee in mm. comparison that. It doesn't feel like it's an investment. It's mm. like you're losing anything out of the investment. With this, it felt like you gave me some structure that made me think this could be really good. So I kept reading. It didn't get better, but went on long enough that I felt like I was deprived of a good time almost. Yeah, I'm in two minds about it. I did think, you know, for all for all I said about the, the plots not working together well. It's, it's kind of clever. It is kind of clever. And, like, it did have me guessing. I genuinely didn't know who was doing it. Um, I thought it was going to be Lucy, Lucia, or, you know, Mitch's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be her that was blackmailing Reva. Yeah. But also, again, you just never really hear hear of her ever again. Yeah. I like that the stakes are there. You know, people can die. It shows that, you know, some of the main characters And it was a shock when they do die. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, someone's dead. Yeah, you know, in the way that that, that's never going to happen at a Goosebumps book. So that was there. But I, I, I don't know. I think I... If you're going to 
introduce those elements of, I guess, the, the, the violence and the thrilling and the murder, make it worth my while and make it a bit more heart pumping, a bit more thrilling than, it, than I think it was and give us a better character. Yeah, I also think like Reva probably should have died in the end. The way it ends is it's like, and now we're just a happy family again. Yeah. It's like, that, that, that does not absolve you of all your past discretions, Which Reva. does make me wonder... Is the second one about it? Well, uh, I think it is because we just read the blurb at the start. Oh, and it yeah, said, it's, So she's back and re- back re- with a brand new bag. So I would probably give uh, Silent Night two out of five stars. What about you? Yeah, I was going to say two. It's again, it's one of those things you're like, when you think of it, you're like, oh, it could go all these interesting places, and instead it goes where you think it's going to go, which is fine, but you just want a bit more from it. Yeah, that is it for today's episode, and well. I guess for the show as well. Well, um, look, and we got so close to reading them all, didn't we? Yeah, well. How many are there? There's 62. How many have we done? Three. So. That was gonna, yeah. We had a while ago. But what about Monster Blood 2? Yeah, I guess we'll, we won't know. You know, I, I, I had high hopes for this show, Sam. I'm sorry. I, like, sorry, guys, I'm getting quite emotional here. I just like. I had really high hopes for, for Gatsy on Goosebumps in 2022. Um, you told me that you were sleeping out of your car when yeah. we started doing this. Has that gotten better? Yeah, I'll be back in the car soon. Had a lot riding on this, actually. But, um, look, um, unfortunately, the fact is, not even Santa Claus himself could rescue this show. Oh, ho, 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 cunts. Uncle Henderson. One and only, Sammy. Close your mouth, mate. Looking a bit too much like that barrow I had in my line last Christmas. Fucking I was still out to bloody leave me house. Mr. Henderson, I thought you told us you were... Early plea bargain, cunts. Coppers wanted old Hendo to squeal and guess what? He's gonna fucking do it. Got some valuable information rocking around up here about time the fucking Jack's cottoned on. In the meantime, I am free to continue running my commercial business of producing high-quality audiovisual content. Wait, uh, does this mean... Don't worry, son. Your fucking kitty fucking book club show's not going anywhere. Those fucking stuffed shirts at Equinox want me to keep pumping out shows explaining why we need to fucking mine for uranium under fucking Wooloroo. They can fucking well put up with a couple of soft cocks like you boys talking about fucking not living fucking mummies or whatever it is. Oh, that, that is... is oh, that is fantastic. That is, uh, thank you. That is absolutely fantastic news, Mr. Henderson. I cannot thank you enough. Wearing a mask, are you? What? Oh, yeah, just, uh... Just doing my part. Doing his part, he says. Yeah, I'm just... Take it off. What? Take off the mask. Well, state guidelines... State guidelines? Did you see the name at the front of the reception? You're in sovereign territory now, lad. I'm the fucking chief health officer inside this building. Now take off the mask. Good. If I see you wearing that anywhere near me again... No fake virus is going to kill you, mate. But I fucking will. Ah, look after me, nephew, all right? If he's anything like his old mum, keep him away from the grog during work hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen you at Christmas lunch, Uncle Anderson. <laughs> uh, good chatting with you, boys. And on that piece of good news, it's time to end today's episode. 
Uh, I'd like to thank my co-host, Sam Rogerson. And as always, remind you to follow us on Instagram at goosebumps.podcast. We'll be back with more thrilling reviews in the year of our Lord, 2022. In the meantime, though, have a Merry Christmas and please stay spooky. Did, did you hear what he said to me? About what? About the mask. Yeah, just, just don't take it personally. He threatened to kill me. Yeah, no, he's absolutely fucked in the head. He's absolutely fucked. Gadsy on Goosebumps is a literature podcast, a co-production of Henderson Entertainment Network and Equinox Petrochemical Solutions. If you'd like to listen to more stirring podcasts or hear about how the petrochemical industry supports your local community, please visit Lartrature.com. That's Lartrature, L-A-T-T-E-R-A-T-U-R-E.com.